Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, good people out there, just letting y'all know, it is Sunday, February 5th. We've got technical issues, and we're going to blitz through this shit, so... Hang on to your see your pants and let's have some fun with the new DCU and James Gunn and Peter Safran, okay? <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by The Flash. Yeah. <laughs> Flash, reverse Flash, and Kid Flash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, guys, we just got all the news about, not all the news, we got what's coming for the DCU and I don't know, Is this, this isn't the whole first chapter, but this is maybe half the chapter? Maybe a quarter of the chapter? I would assume half. Yeah, like, he hasn't said, but he said this wasn't all of it. I don't know if it's, like you said, half or a quarter or what. Yeah. It's ten projects, so I would assume it's half as well. Right? So, and what we're talking about is James Gunn dropped a video on YouTube. What was it, like Monday or Tuesday of this past week? Ooh, that's a damn good question. Yeah, I think it was Monday. Yeah. So he's trying to get it in before January ended because, you know, he originally said at the beginning of the year he would drop some stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, he actually skirted just in because I remember, I don't know what day that was, but it was January 31st. It was literally <laughs> the last day of January. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, chapter one, though, and I like that they're doing it by chapters, honestly. I think it gives it yeah. more of a comic book feel. I really like that outside of the saga series and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really digging that. But it's interestingly enough called Gods and Monsters, which is a big, you know, crossover story that went on here a while back. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. It looks like they're pulling a lot of modern stuff yeah. into this DCU, which I think is really cool, too. So anyways, he started off by saying, you know, they wanted everything to be connected in film, TV, video games and animation. Were y'all surprised with that? Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. When he said, like, don't get me wrong. I can understand TV, uh, movies, animation. But when he said video games, I was like, that's a bold claim, Cotton. Let's see how that plays out. <laughs> because, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think that's a cool idea. But to say that means that they have to make a game that is not only good, but is ex- that is successful enough to warrant to make more games. Like, in other words, they can make a game and it could be really shitty. Nobody will buy it. And then they'll just not make video games anymore. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. I mean, it feels honestly like there's a lot of shots fired towards the MCU and like trying to come out the gate. Yeah. Incorporating what the MCU is doing and then some. So I I do think it's definitely a ballsy move, like you're saying. Like, so I'm kind of with it, honestly. He also addressed that the Matt Reeves Batman Tom Phillips' Joker and Teen Titans Go would still be around, essentially, but they would be outside of the main continuity of the DCU, and they'd be labeled as DC Elseworlds. I'm loving that. I love that they're using the DC Elseworlds title because that's how comic books have been done for years now, where it was something like Batman, Gotham by Gaslight. That is a DC Elseworlds story. Red Sun is a DC Mm -hmm. Elseworlds story. So I'm loving that they're using their comic book history to do in movies as well or even tv shows yeah so that like that was gonna be my question so is dc elseworld is that, i mean that's our that's actually a thing yes. in the comics yeah it's dc's version of what if yep like oh, okay marvel marvel has what if what if is like 
the stories of characters that you know, but in a different setting. DC had the same thing. They just couldn't use the title What If because that was copyrighted. Right. I don't know who came up with it first, but DC had one called The Elts Worlds. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm loving that. I'm digging it. I think it's awesome. He touched on Shazam, The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman, saying that Shazam connects very well. I love that. I'm glad because Shazam is by far one of my favorite DC films that has been out in the the recent you know iteration of DC Universe. The Flash, he said he enjoyed it, and it will reset the DCU, which I think we were speculating that's what was going to happen. That was the whole reason of keeping it. Yeah. And that was the only reason, really, to, to keep it, was to reset the DCU that way. And he didn't say much about Blue Beetle, other than if he was a guy, and it was fun, and then Aquaman too, and he kind of just skirted by that onto something else. Yeah. So Well, th- there's a weird edit there. So I'm wondering, did he reveal something he wasn't supposed to, and they were just like, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll cut that out because <laughs> right. when he was talking about Blue Beetle anyway, not, not Aquaman, but there was something about Blue Beetle that was cut out. So I was very curious to know, maybe he said something that like spoiled something. Yeah. You know, you make that comment about it being like weird cuts. I saw weird cuts throughout that whole video. Yeah, no, there is. Yeah. It looked like my version of like an edited video. A lot of people tell me that I have like good edited videos, but I look at them. I'm like, oh, no, they're horrible. Like <laughs> and it, I, it reminded me something like I would have done. Like it was like just harsh cuts. And I'm just like, ooh, like that's I would expect it something better. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, YouTube, there's jump cuts like YouTubers have tons of jump cuts and stuff. So it's not a big deal when there's video, visual video to see that. but. Because tons of people do it. But yeah, no, there was something weird going on during that. But anyway. All right. So the one of the first movies, though, he said that was coming out. And it wasn't even a movie. It was a TV show. It's an animated TV show. From what I can find out, they're saying it has seven episodes. And it's called Creature Commandos. Have y'all ever heard of this shit? Yeah, I, I've heard of Creature Commandos. Of course I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> I, I've heard of it, but I've never read it. Like, I, I've heard it in passing or or seen it, like, on a shelf at a comic book shop. But, yeah, or, or in a back bin, rather, because there's no current, at least I, as far as I know, no current runs of, of Creature Commandos. This is James Gunn, and there's another movie a project coming up that I'll get into. But this is James Gunn being very James Gunn, where he's like, I'm going to do some weird, obscure characters. And... I was just like, when he pulled that out, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so everything that I found out, because I didn't know anything. Now, I didn't know anything about Creature Commandos. What did spark my memory was apparently one of the last runs, or one of the, the newest runs was from the New 52 that was kind of like in tie with uh, Frankenstein of Shade. Yeah. Something like that. Agent of Shade, something like that. Yeah. Anyways. They're very much like a Universal Monsters Howling Commandos. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's gonna be run by Rick Flagg Jr., supposedly. I've seen Rick Flagg Jr. I've seen where it could possibly be uh because the original was not Rick Flagg or Rick Flagg Sr., but the original was Lieutenant Matthew Shreve, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. But it looks like we're getting either a Gill Woman or is it Bogman? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of these. Like, I recognize there was like a Creature of the Black Lagoon, Eric a Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Weasels at the fucking end of it. 
Weasel, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, like some robot man. I don't know who that is. GI robot. GI robot. Okay. Yeah. This is this is right up Jane's guns alley. <laughs> like this is this is such a signature move from him. <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be his version of like invincible. Like I feel like that's what this is going to be is his invincible. Oh, really? Mm. Just the way that they it's set up and how weird and obscure it is and stuff like that. It's going to be animated. It just seems oh. like it's going to be okay. I see what you're saying. Something to that effect, yeah. So, which I thought was interesting was like where he said that they'd be doing the live action mixed with yeah the the cartoon characters, but like in trying to keep the same voice actors between the two, like the actual same actor between the two. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't like it though. As an aspiring voiceover actor, that takes more. <laughs> uh, jobs away from voice actors because yeah. actors are great, but not all actors can be voice actors. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is a phenomenal actor and a phenomenal voice actor, but that's because he's done voice acting in the past. But like, I remember uh, when we were watching What If Sebastian Stan, who played Bucky, his reads for the What If episodes when he was Bucky was terrible. <laughs> it was so flat. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ever make it, Richard, don't forget about us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For real. I'm talking about as an actor. Like, I see you doing voice work, but I'm just saying, as an actor, like, if you if you get called to the next level, don't <laughs> oh, forget about us. I won't be an actor. <laughs> I have what uh, my mother calls a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Anyways, you'll find their first appearance, which is hiked up. I'm just letting you know, everything that we talk about as far as comic books with all this is gone to the fucking moon right now because we're stupid and that's what we do. As soon as we hear about this shit, we start buying it the fuck up. <laughs> Give it six months and we'll forget about it. Just like we all forgot about Lobo and the second Mr. Terrific because that shit was sky high there for a bit too. But... <laughs> Weird Tales 93, that's where you'll find the first appearance of Creature Commandos, the first iteration of them anyways, where you had like Wolfman and a vampire and shit like that. So pretty cool. And that's really all I have for that. It's going to be a TV show, like I said, animated and everybody's saying seven episodes. So on to the next one that he said, and that is Waller. And we're keeping Viola Davis in this as well, which is pretty cool. I thought that was awesome. She teams up with Peacemaker, which I think is going to go right in line with the Peacemaker TV show that we just got done reviewing. So go check out those episodes like Richard would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I want to say that people that had a hand in Watchmen and Doom Patrol also have a hand in this live action version of Amanda Waller. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Henry, who wrote for HBO's Watchmen series. I've seen that series. Phenomenal series. Uh, whether you like kind of like how it ends, because it ends kind of weird and like open-ended, but um, very well-written episodes. I really like that. And then uh, Jeremy Carver, who wrote for Doom Patrol. Never seen Doom Patrol. Want to. I hear it's great, but yeah. So one question I did have too about like with all these that are going to be TV, and I know he he said it in maybe one or two, but like are pretty much all of them going to be released through HBO Max for the TV episodes? Yeah. Like TV series? I think so, yeah. I would assume so, but like, I don't remember him saying that with the Creature Commandos. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or for the Waller TV show. But like, he made a point to say it for Lanterns when we get up to that. 
Right. And I want to say Paradise Lost and maybe even Booster Gold. So yeah, I, I thought that was weird. He said HBO Max series for certain ones, but not other ones. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see if it like which ones, if it does go in multiple ones, multiple. Well, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Platforms. There you go. Platforms. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see which ones it lands on. I agree. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be harder for people to like, because they're all supposedly they're all, they're all connected. Like, is it going to be harder for people to be like, wait a minute, so now I've got to watch, you know, whatever, this on Hulu to figure out what the fuck's going on in this show? (laughs) Oh, I hope not. Yeah. Oh, no. It better be like TNT or TBS or some bullshit like that. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, the interesting thing to me about this was James Gunn had a tweet a while back saying that Peacemaker was getting a season two, and this was before he became CEO or co-CEO. And now that this has come out, I'm like, okay, so I guess they're merging or Peacemaker was always intended to be this Waller series or or something, or I don't know what exactly happened there. Yeah, I, that, that's what I was going to ask. Like, it seems like this is a good, because uh, uh, we saw Waller, we saw Viola Davis at the end of Peacemaker saying, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And we kept talking about, oh, you know, season two is probably going to be Waller coming after the Peacemaker team. Well, maybe it's the opposite of her coming and getting help from the Peacemaker team because she probably got some people after her getting, you know, be questioning this stuff. That'd be interesting, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. The other thing that you two will be happy about is he said, (laughs) uh, not in this video, but he said some, they had some, like, I guess, questions for him online or something for some interviews. He strictly said that Waller will not be a comedy. Oh, okay. I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah, same here. (laughs) I want a little bit. I like a little bit of humor, but like, yeah. like I said, I think the biggest thing was like understanding where that story was going. And so like, if I'm three episodes in and I still don't know where the story's going as far as for Waller or like why we're doing this or what the fuck's going on, like I'm going to want to dip out. I mean, I won't because, you know, at that point <laughs> in time, I'm committed to this, but like, yeah, I'm going to want to like, yeah, like Jeremy. I was about to say, I do. <laughs> I did the same thing. I was ready to give up on bad. I was, I would not have made it to the end of that series if it wasn't for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the interesting thing with our next thing that he gave us was that he said this is where the actual DCU story starts. And that's with Superman Legacy. And that's what he's writing. And this is that new Superman project that Henry Cavill is not going to be Superman in. That's got a lot of people pissed off probably still. But this was going to be the true beginning of the DCU. And the release date, there's already a release date of July 11th, 2025, which I thought was pretty cool. So that's a movie that's coming out. Uh, I think we vaguely talked about this. I know, Richard, you seemed a little excited about it because, you know, you you knew James Gunn had a lot of heart and stuff like that. Yeah, also, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but as we move on, this is the first one where they released like an image of a comic that I'm assuming that they're loosely basing it off of because as time goes on, there's certain images and arts that they show because this looks like it's based off of All-Star Superman because it's the cover to All-Star Superman, which is a really cool story. That's what I've heard. And kind of shows their hand on what they plan on doing with Superman. If it is, which I'm hoping it is, I am down for that. I am down for that. That sounds so cool to me. Also, looks like they may be taking my idea a little bit, which I've been saying for a while that if you want to reintroduce a different Superman after the Zack Snyder Superman, you do the story, What's So Wrong with Truth, Justice, and the American Way. He kind of hints at something like that. And I think instead of doing, um, 
I forget, the Elites. I think that's their name, Manchester Black and the Elites. Instead of doing that, they may do a group later that's introduced in this series. That's my theory. But anyway. Was that All-Star Superman, was that not a Grant Morrison run? It was. Oh, uh, wait, wait, no. Uh, no, I'm thinking of the Brave and the Bold thing that he was talking about. Okay. Give me one second. We'll figure that out. So one thing I didn't have, when I was watching that, I was like, I actually got kind of excited about because it, it was one that made me think that I actually will have more to more DC to read now. Like it's been <laughs> mainly Marvel comics that we've been reading. So now it seems like I'll actually have some DC ones to check out. So you're excited about reading possibly a Superman book yeah. or a Brave and the Bold like Batman. Or I guess it wouldn't be Brave and the Bold. That's the name of the movie yeah. that we'll eventually talk to. But it's based off of a He's saying it's based off of a Grant Morrison comic book series mm-hmm. that's actually, I've heard, it's really good, too. I've found it, yes. All-Star Superman is written by Grant Morrison. so That's pretty interesting, honestly. If he does decide to go that route, you know what I mean? Why is that? Like, you mean, yeah, I, I, explain yourself. I don't know what you're going with this. So, because Brave and the Bold, he's basing that off of the Batman and Robin Grant Morrison run. Right, and- Batman... And Son, I think is the name of the run. Oh, I thought it was Batman and Robin. I think <laughs> Batman and Son is one of the titles in that. But Well, the one of the Grant Morrison runs is Batman and Son. Oh, okay. Anyways. Which has like the introduction of Damien. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. But then to take an all-star Superman possibly in another Grant Morrison run, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To like sit there and build your, your unit. Like, because our next project up is Lanterns. Yeah. And he said that's an HBO Max TV series with Hal Jordan uh, and a few other Lanterns. It's more of a true detective mystery type of thing. And it ties into the bigger DC story. So who did Blackest Night? Uh, I can look that up real quick, though. It's Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Yes. And based on the art from that, it's done by the Earth One story of Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart which is a great fucking story. Yeah. It's not really connected to anything, but it's a really cool... It's one of those comics that feels like it was written to be a movie. Okay. And it's a really cool, like, Green Lantern story. Okay. So in that, I mean, in that run, were they both lanterns? Like, just different colors? Like, what's in that in that picture that he showed? Like, one's with, like, a yellow and one's a green. So, like, Hal's picked up several rings throughout the years and used them different times and stuff like that. I'm not so sure about John, but, like, Earth's had several different lanterns. We've had Guy Gardner. We've had Kyle Rayner. We've had Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, Hal Jordan, John Stewart. Like, they've all been green lanterns. Hal, I think, is the one that's had the most of the different colors. Like, I think he's ventured out and used more than just the green lantern ring. So him using that picture, like that just might be just first looks and stuff like that, but that might be a clue as to like where we're going. And that's kind of why I brought up the blackest night thing. I couldn't remember if it was Grant Morrison. Cause I know there's a Grant Morrison green lantern run, but it was Jeff Johns that wrote that blackest night run. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting. He's, he's picking up these like big writers from DC's like lore. You know what I mean? that do these really incredible stories and stuff like that. So I'm super excited about that. The Earth One story, I have not read Volume 2. I've only read Volume 1. But Volume 2 ends with the creation of the Yellow Ring. Okay. And judging by that image, it seems like maybe in that universe, because that universe is a completely, like, it's an Elth world. It's, It's using characters that you know from, like, the main DC continuity, but telling a different story. 
So it looks like Jon Stewart is possibly like spoilers for volume two, but he becomes a yellow lantern. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't notice like uh, in this when I was watching it, but is this one animated or is it live action? It, it's going to be live action. Live action. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. I was kind of hoping so, honestly. I think we only have one animated series and that was the Creature Commandos. Oh, okay. So far. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. I love me some lanterns and I love that this is going to be tied to the bigger DCU story because that means it's going to be something cosmic or whatever. So I think that's going to be super cool too. Well, that was one of the things I was wondering because he says it's going to feel like True Detective and it's going to be terrestrial based. So it's not going to be out in space, which is kind of disappointing to me. But he said that they will discover something that ties into the bigger universe of the DCU. So I don't know what that is. Well, just because something's terrestrial based doesn't mean it's necessarily Earth, though, right? Uh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. But I, I don't know. Like, to me, that sounds like he's saying that it's that just that phrasing sounded to me like it was going to be Earth. But yes, technically, you're right. Like, terrestrial just means not in space. So I wonder if we have like something like Obi Wan Kenobi, where it's just planet hopping. Yeah. Now that would be dope. Like, that's what I want. I just want, you know, basically. Like, I'm not the biggest Green Lantern fan, but that that cartoon, the one that we've talked about. Oh, man. The animated one. Yes. I love that that Green Lantern yes. cartoon. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And I really want something like that. But yeah, in the style of True Detective, fuck yes. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to something that kind of just threw me off totally, but I think Richard is going to totally love this. <laughs> The Authority, okay, which is an imprint of Wildstorm, which is an imprint from DC. Um, this is superheroes that want to fix a broken world. Um, I've also read up that it's created by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch, two greatly creative artists and writers. Superhero team with extreme methods, care little for politics and law, doing whatever necessary to get the job done. This seems like the boys meets the Suicide Squad or some shit like that. I don't know. like. Well, I'll be honest with you. This sounds like, this is what I'm referring to with the whole adding truth, justice in the American way, like story to Superman. The authority sounds like they're just the elites with Manchester Black. Okay. Where the, I don't know if you've read that story or there's an animated uh -uh. version of it as well. That's really good. But um, a group of superheroes show up that you've never heard of and they're all like, we, we kill our villains. Like, we just kill, you know, whoever. And Superman's like, I'm not judge, jury, and executioner. And he's like, you know, you're an old, you're outdated. You know, you need to get with the time, Superman, and all this stuff. And there's a lesson to be learned there. It sounds like that they're, instead of doing the elites, they're just going to make it the authority to eventually do that to Superman. You, I think you have fucking unlocked all this shit just now. Honestly. With, <laughs> I don't, and I, the reason I'm saying that is because the chapter's name is fucking Gods and Monsters. Yeah. Like, I think you have totally just fucking hit the nail on the head that, like, this movie is going to be our... This is our bad guy. Like, this is... I think that's what this is going to be. Mm -hmm. Instead of that that other Earth and their their Justice League and that being the bad guy... I think I think you I think you just fucking unlock this whole thing. Honestly, that's just my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think because it was like a, a fucking epiphany to me. Like it just I was like, oh my god, he just figured it out. 
he just figured out the whole story for this right here. <laughs> like with that, like, no, I'm, I'm so with you now. Like, yes, that's, I guarantee you. And, and the lanterns are probably going to find somebody, some area that's just fucked up by these people more than likely. Yeah. 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 Maybe that is it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to figure out what the lantern tie in is. Cause he said they discover something big. So I'm immediately going like, what is it that they discover? Is it the black ring? What is it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I bet it's something with these the authority with you saying the stuff that you've said and stuff like that. Like, I bet that's what that is. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking hyped for this. Like I am. So yeah, this is awesome. This is not so awesome. I don't know. Under, I don't know why we have this. I don't know where we're going with this paradise lost. It's a TV series. And essentially, it's a prequel to Wonder Woman. We were in Themyscira before uh, Diana Prince was even there. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what we're doing. Well, well hang on. Is it, is it before Diane is there? If not, like, because what I'm wondering is, there's, gosh, what is? I don't remember who wrote it, but there's a uh, maybe it's Grant Morrison. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. There's a Wonder Woman, a storyline called Paradise Lost. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I yes. think there's a story called Paradise Lost that deals with like the origin of Wonder Woman. So I'm wondering if we're getting a whole new Wonder Woman in this. But they said they're doing it in the guise of like Game of Thrones and Westeros. Yes. So I'm like, once to me, I'm like, you mean we get a cool story about like Amazonians and like the origin of Wonder Woman and it's done in the style of Game of Thrones and Westeros? Once again, Sign me the fuck up. I'm, 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 <laughs> give it to me. I want it now. <laughs> we saw how that ended. It didn't end well. Well, yeah, <laughs> but maybe they can, you know, not make Bran the king at the end of it all. <laughs> Even Jeremy remembers how that ended. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that novel, by the way, Wonder Woman Paradise. Well, it's, this says Paradise Found. There's one I thought was Paradise Lost. Yeah, I did too. I thought there was one. I think I found it. Who's the author? Written by Phil Jimenez. Okay. Uh, it's also showing George Perez, Joe Kelly. I wonder if it was like a mashup of people. This is weird. Uh, yeah, I got Phil Jimenez and George Perez again too on DC Database. So I'm sticking with that. Yeah, it piqued my interest with the whole Game of Thrones thing. But like, again, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if we're kind of past all that now. Like, House of Dragons not done real well, from what I understand. At least it hadn't kept my attention, which I know I'm not everybody, but I'm just saying. Yeah. So, I am somewhat excited to see this, and I think this has some crazy potential, too. DCU is introducing a new Batman, and not only just a Batman, but a Damian Wayne on top of that. The true son of Batman, not some Gotham Knights bullshit. Oh, come on! Boo! I'm sorry. I hate Damian Wayne. I'll be that guy. <laughs> Fuck Damian Wayne. I hate him. <laughs> the true son of Batman is Dick Grayson, and I'll die on that hill. <laughs> I love Damian Wayne. I love that little shit. Uh, yeah, apparently James Gunn does too, he said, which I'm like, yeah. why? He's such a little shit. <laughs> exactly. He's fucking awesome. Like, Anyways, this movie is going to be titled... Brave and the Bold, love that. It's one of the series that I collect. Silver Age, Brave and the Bold stuff. I love that kind of stuff. I love the the cartoon TV show that came out years ago. That's one of the best ones. I've referred to it several times on the show, especially for people looking for a Blue Beetle, like something with Jaime Reyes in it, because he's in there. This was a Grant Morrison run that we talked about earlier. 
And he also mentioned this being the beginning of the Bat family, which kind of made me think in that Batman and Robin Grant Morrison run, it wasn't Bruce Wayne that was Batman. It was Dick Grayson. It was Dick at that time. Yes. Huh. I've never, I've never, I, I'm not a fan of, <laughs> all right, so here's a hot take for you. I'm not a fan <laughs> of Grant Morrison's Batman. Okay. He's too OP. Okay. Like, Grant Morrison's Batman is way overpowered. He's always like, you know, <laughs> Batman's a god. You know, he, he has, <laughs> Grant Morrison, if I'm not mistaken, has like an Irish or Scottish a- accent. But anyway, he's always like, Batman's a god. You know, he, he's, he's, he's a god amongst men, even though he's immortal and all this stuff. And it's just like, no. He's just a really smart, rich dude. (laughs) (laughs) That knows Kung Fu. Yeah. And (laughs) I doubt, I doubt they would start it. They wouldn't make this Batman Dick Grayson. If anything, what I think they'll do is that the Bat family's just there. In other words, like we have Bruce, we have Dick, who's now Nightwing. We have Tim, who's now Red Robin. Yum. And we have... Uh, Isn't that supposed to be my job? <laughs> no, but, well, I just stole it because it's just the lowest hanging fruit. But it's the dumbest name that Tim could give himself. I'm going to be Red Robin. And then uh, uh, Barbara as Batgirl or Oracle, depending on what they decide to do. I think they'll do that, but I kind of hope not because then we're already starting our universe off with a older Batman. You know what I mean? Yes. Um. First off, though, Red Robin's about as dumb as Harper Rose. Blue was it? Bird? Blue bird? Blue? Blue Jay? You know what I'm talking about? Uh. No. No. It's, I think it's Blue Bird. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't honestly don't know who you're talking about. I don't know. Anyway, she's got some. Yeah. It's Blue Bird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is dumb. So like, she doesn't even have like a bird name. It's just Blue Bird. Like, it's not even Blue Jay. Like, it's Blue Bird. <laughs> there's another. There's another X Men. Uh, even though we're not talking about Marvel, there's another X-Men that deals with Angel, like EX-Men, where he's like, whatever, bird. Anyway. <laughs> it makes me think of that. What What if this whole Gotham Knights thing, because that's still apparently coming out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that where, where Bruce Wayne is dead, okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, in what time Bruce Wayne had died in the comic books, and this is when Dick Grayson took over as Batman. Yeah. But then he had to travel through time basically to come back. What if Gotham Knights is a setup to Brave and the Bold? And that's why Bruce Wayne is dead and he's coming back and he's no. traveling through time. I I highly <laughs> I I'm telling I'm calling it right here and right now. Gotham Knights, that CW hot piece of garbage, will be canceled day one it airs. Day one it airs, they will announce that, oh, it's being canceled because it got no fucking ratings. <laughs> But if it were done right, like if it were done right, that would be kind of cool. Except for I don't like this is that whole like dealing with Barbatos and Batman <laughs> being this whole like key to the universe type thing with uh what is it uh the the bat it's all the head Dark Knight's metal what is uh, Batmanian yes, yes. or what what's the metal material called I can't remember what it's called but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I I so I want a Bruce Wayne Batman. I don't want to I don't want a Dick Grayson Batman. But I'm just saying, like, what if all this shit ties up? There is a uh, I believe it's written by Scott Snyder. We should read it. But there is a cool story dealing with Dick Grayson as Batman called Batman Black Mirror. Ooh, yes, it's real good. Yes, it's real good. It is real good. Uh, it deals. It's Dick Grayson Batman, but it's still cool. Yes. 
Here's one that I said something about, and I'm I'm really surprised, honestly, that I feel like I was kind of right about this. <laughs> Booster Gold TV series. Loser from the future HBO Max series. Like, I don't know. I just, when I heard Blue Beetle and it was sticking around, like, Booster Gold just seemed like an automatic to me because they're a team up, usually. Yeah. So, glad to see this. I'm curious to see who they get to play Booster Gold, especially with so many people pushing for Nathan Fillion to take that role. Hour, you know, a year or two ago, but he was also the detachable kid. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I want someone younger for Booster, but yeah, I'm excited. This this will introduce at least a way for them to have some sort of timey wimey traveling bullshit later on in the future. <laughs> but uh yeah, this sounds fun. I'm excited to see Skeets. <laughs> That's his little robot buddy. Yeah. The only reason, the only way I knew, uh, I was like, hey, I know that name, but that, that's about as far as I got with it. So, Booster Gold or Skeets? Booster Gold. Oh. <laughs> whenever, you got, whenever you mentioned that, I was like, hey, we've talked about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another one that I have mixed feelings on Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. It's going to be a movie based <laughs> off the Tom King comic book series. It's pretty freaking recent. I'm talking like within the last few months, recent. Basically saying that Superwoman is a jaded character and kind of going down that road. I've heard that it could be the Supergirl of the Flash movie. That this would be her movie, hmm. which I think would be pretty cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just because I I have heard, I've seen her get the role of that and see her so excited about it. And I love when an actor gets excited about having a role of a character. Anyways, I hate Tom King. I am not a Tom King fan. Like, if you like Tom King, do not come at me because I can't fucking stand him. There's nothing yet that I have read from Tom King that I've liked, and I have read Tom King. So, (laughs) but, but I have heard really good things about the Supergirl, and I would be down to totally read this. Yeah, I, I'm trying to get my wife to read this. I think this is a great story, uh, especially for women readers. Um, this is very like woman empowering and it's not like, you know, whatever, but it is, it's a great, I don't, I'm, I'm with you. Well, at least I don't like Tom King's Batman. Like I didn't like, I am suicide. I am whatever Bane. I forget what all the stories were. I am suck. Yeah. But (laughs) I've read Supergirl woman of tomorrow. It's fantastic. It is so good. And it's like a space adventure, which he uh, he says in the video, it's like a space fantasy adventure because she decides the story starts off with she decides to go to, I believe, a planet that has a red sun because she is finally either 21 or 16. I can't remember her age exactly. I want to say it's 21 because she decides she wants to drink and get drunk because she can't do that on Earth. Nice. And <laughs> she goes there and some crazy alien bullshit happens that she gets sucked into. And she has to like deal with this while being kind of mortal, but later on gets her powers back. And anyway, I don't want to spoil the whole thing because I think we should read it. It's quite good. Yeah. But leads me to ask the question, Jeremy, do you think Supergirl or Superwoman could steal your heart away from Brie Larson? No. <laughs> no. What if it was played by Brie Larson? <laughs> oh, that, that, that'd be, yeah. <laughs> On to something that I am excited about, but a little confused. Swamp Thing, a movie that's outside the DCU, but feeds into the main story. And it sounds like it's an origin story as well. 
I don't know about this. I'm I'm super interested in it. I love Swamp Thing. I think it's a cool character. And uh, it's got some really weird ties and backgrounds and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm interested to see what like James Gunn does with this or what story he takes from. Because I mean, there's some pretty cool writers that have been on the Swamp Thing series. So yeah, I don't, I don't remember him saying, so it's outside the DCU. That's what he said. Wow. Okay. Then never mind. I have no idea what it's going to be about. I like that. I remember him saying something about it was going to be like a horror based movie, which is cool. I would hope so. Swamp Thing should absolutely be a horror movie. Not a horror, Jeremy. Horror. (laughs) (laughs) I was just curious, like, as far as, I mean, like, do you think it's like one of these, like, what we just got, like, where it's the werewolf by night, I guess, maybe, where it's just a one, seemed like werewolf by night was just kind of almost a one-off, maybe not a one-off, but it was not necessarily completely intertwined with the MCU, but maybe maybe it hit, like... (laughs) Next Halloween, we get Werewolf by Night and Swamp Thing you got to watch at the Halloween time or something. <laughs> yeah, I could see them doing that. Uh, I think Werewolf by Night setting up a whole nother like genre for Marvel to go into. Like we're getting Blade, Werewolf by Night brought in Man-Thing, Werewolf, and Elsa Bloodstone. That's some huge shit, honestly, for Marvel's horror side. I'm honestly thinking that's kind of what that was for. And I like the way they're doing that as a special. You don't necessarily have to have a movie. It's a special that pretty much anybody can watch kind of thing and get the gist of like what these characters are. Now, who's to say these movies, though, won't be specials from DC? Like, who's to say that all these movies are going to actually be movies, but could possibly be like TV specials like we used to have back in the day? Yeah. I don't know. Especially like if something's going to be outside the DCU, but feeds into the main story. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you have a whole movie for that? Why not do a special for that? Yeah. I guess we'll see when it gets closer. The biggest thing that I took away from this video that I really enjoyed and really liked was him saying the director's and writer's visions were unique and that storytelling was king. I thought that was a fucking fantastic high note to go out on, and I was super excited to hear that. But not Tom King, right? Yes. No, not Tom <laughs> King. No. <laughs> I was going to be ugly, and I decided to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, to me, that felt like a little jab to the uh, Marvel universe where he's like, it's not all going to be the same. It's going to be different. Don't get me wrong. If if he can nail this, I'm excited. Like, yeah. sign me the fuck up. I'm ready. But there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm like, it's a bold move, Cotton. We'll see how that plays out. Like, I, yes. I, I'm very interested to see how that happens. <laughs> Super excited for this. I, I'm too, like. I know, like we've said before, most most of what we talk about is Marvel, but I would love to be able to just kind of almost be like every other month we're alternating because something so good in DC has come out and that we yes. got to watch and then yeah. swapping back over to Marvel to watch that. Like, yeah, I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. That's the freaking perfect picture of all this. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm going to even take it a step further and be like, as soon as these independent stuff starts coming out, that's fucking fantastic. Like, I know we've got the boys that people love. I know we've got Invincible that people love. The Walking Dead fell off. Don't get me wrong there. Um, but like as soon as like independent stuff starts picking up and actually becoming right there par with them, like it's gonna be everything that we, you know, never thought could actually ever happen. Yeah. yeah. So great times. Great times to be alive as far as comic book fan go. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Y'all got anything else to add? Nope, that's it. Yeah, I don't think so. Cool. Jeremy, where can I find you at? Uh well, assuming I get on 
the interwebs again at some point. Um, you can you can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K. And of course, you can find me here. Awesome, Richard. Where can I find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you want to contact me directly. My handle is Night Curry, Night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly? We have a Gmail. Our Gmail is Comically Comics Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comic. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. I hope you get internet. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get ready for an 800-foot statue of Pac-Man with Skeletor and Heather Locklear. Gonna you want? I'm going to make some weird shit. <laughs>